Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show with a host that is a fake and a phony, and those are his redeeming values. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, coming to you way, 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 way pre-recorded. Yeah, well, just a week pre-recorded because somebody's out traveling and didn't take me with him. Uh, But uh, yeah, as I'm recording this, it's uh, Monday, the 26th of June, and you're hearing this on uh, July 6th. So there you go. Uh, on this week's episode, I will continue with uh, three must-tries. Yep, you got it. Three must-try tobaccos. And this time I'll do one that's really easy for me because that's Virginia Perique blends. Yeah, who didn't know that was coming? Uh, but three must-try blends. And then we have a novice pipe smoker, Greg Guffey. Greg is uh, from uh, Louisiana. had a great time talking to him. And he's a musician, so we get music from his band. Plus, uh, mailbag and rant, all that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. And remember, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to listen to this fine show. So if you're not, you should have turned it off already. There you go. All right. Um, It's uh, definitely uh, iced tea time of the year here in uh, the South. And it's also time uh, where i open up one of two tins a year of my mccraney's red ribbon and uh, by the time this show goes out i will have finished off the first tin i'll be working on another virginia in between and then i'll save one of those tins you know the second tin for later in the year because uh, hot and humid love those first couple of bowls in the day with uh, virginias in them I also want to make sure and remind you to, uh, if you get a chance, iTunes rating and review would be wonderful, or Apple Podcast rating and review. So wherever, whatever country you're in, please go on Apple Podcasts. It doesn't cost you anything. You can sign up if you're not already signed up and leave us a uh, five-star rating and review. That would be absolutely wonderful. So, all right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show again, way pre-recorded because Kevin wouldn't take me on the trip with him. All right, I didn't want to go anyway, but I just wanted to bug him about it. All right, so again, the the three must tries. Again, this is the idea behind this is that you want to try Virginia Perique, or you want to see if you like Virginia Periques, or you know you want to you, you like Virginia Perique, but you don't know which way to go. So these are three that are available in stock on a regular basis i'm not you know nothing that's nothing that's hard to find or hard to get and these are three from different factories or manufacturers that will give you a different idea of how each manufacturer works with a virginia perique now when dealing with virginia perique blends i also wanted to make sure that it that the blends that i chose feature perique not just a blend that adds a little bit of perique to add something to it because perique is one of the few components that you can put into a blend and it will help cool down the blend so if you put in two or three percent of perique into a blend that is smoking kind of hot or tasting hot well you add that two or three percent and in the background, the Perique just cools it down. So there's a lot of blends that you'll see where it's a mix of this, 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 and then a hint of Perique. Or a mix of this, 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 and then Perique. 
or a blend of, you know, so you get the idea. Well, those are not blends in my mind that are Perique centric, all right? And I only wanted to pick out blends that feature Perique in them. So the first one that I'm going to make sure that, and mention, and make sure that you try it, is ANC Peterson's Escudo. Uh, and I've talked about Escudo, and I like Escudo, and I own and age Escudo. I like the current production after it's been aged for about two years. I tend to rub it all the way out, but ANC Peterson's Escudo is coin cut. So it's one of the few coin cut tobaccos left on the market, and it features the Perique. All the other tobaccos are in there to support Perique. Uh, it's made by it's made at the old Orlick factory, which is part of Scandinavian Tobacco Group. So you'll get an idea of how they handle Perique. The next one that I wanted to feature is from good old Greg Pease, and it's GLP's Haddo's Delight. And Haddo's Delight is a mainstay for, I, I can't remember a time when Haddo's Delight was not on the market. Uh, it's a Perique-forward, Perique-centric tobacco, and I've reviewed it before. In fact, I did, uh, I think I did a vertical tasting of two different vintages of Haddo's Delight, uh, and it is Perique-focused, and Greg is one of the blenders that likes using Perique in many blends. So you can find a you can find a lot of GLP's blends that have Perique in it. You can find a lot that also have uh, Perique forward you know flavors to them that are where the Perique is featured, and you'll find a lot where the Perique is not the featured blend uh, featured tobacco. It's just in there to help to help balance the blend. Haddo's Delight is definitely Perique forward and has been in production for a long time. So that'll give you an idea of how uh, Greg uses Perique. It'll also let you in a little bit on Cornell and Deal because Cornell and Deal does all the blending and assembly for Greg so, and all the tinning. So that'll give you a little bit of that. Uh, the third one, I had a hard time finding a third one that is readily available that I think is Perique forward. So I settled on McBaron's HH Acadian Perique. Uh, it is Perique forward. It is a Perique centric blend and the Perique that they use in it is very well aged. Uh, my friends, my dear friends at McBaron don't do a lot of Perique blends because that's, that's not their forte. Uh, in fact, most of the Danish manufacturers, the, the two big Danish manufacturers, don't do a lot of Perique blends. But this will give you another option, and it'll give you a chance to get into a little bit into the McBaron flavor behind it. Uh, it does taste completely different than the other two that I've mentioned. And again, this is another one that I have some, and I've had some experience with, and I know what I'm, I know what I'm getting into. Uh, honorable mentions... Uh, you know, Cabby's Mixture from Samuel Gowith is another interesting one. It's uh, Perique Forward and uh, the St. James Flake. But again, I don't want to get into blends that are either uh, availability issues with them or, you know, I don't want you paying uh, a fortune to try to get one and, and try it. Uh, Cornell and Deal. Uh, we've had Bayou Morning on. And Bayou Morning is Perique Forward. And another good option for you once you've tried the uh, GLP's Haddo's Delight. So that'll give you another view of what, you know, what somebody like Jeremy Reeves thinks of what Perique should be. Uh, there are tons of other options. Uh, Sutliff's Virgi uh, Crumble Cake Virginia Perique, although I think the Virginia dominates in that blend more. So that wouldn't be a... Uh, yeah, that wouldn't be my first choice for you. But if you like the Virginia crumble cake from, and you tried it from a couple weeks back, you know what? You may really like this one. So there's my three. Again, that's ANC Peterson's Escudo, GLP's Haddo's Delight, and McBaron's HH Acadian Perique. Three different kinds of Perique blends, all Perique forward. And if you want to get into Perique, start with those three. 
and then work your way around. All right, in just a minute, we'll have uh, Greg Guffey. This is Internet Radio. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 Collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us for what I'm now calling uh, uh, seven novices, although it got to be more than that. So uh, seven questions for a novice pipe smoker. This time we're going down to the bayou or as we here in North Carolina call it the deep south. We're going down to Louisiana. Greg Guffey, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Hey, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on. So you are a native of Louisiana? That's correct. Born and raised. How do you how do you pronounce the state? Louisiana. Oh, okay. So you use all the syllables. Yeah, I mean it's it's tomato tomato, either or Louisiana, Louisiana. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and so let's just get to know you a little bit. Um what'd you want to be when you grew up? Have you grown up and when did you start smoking a pipe? Oh, well, there's there's a million things that I wanted to do growing up. I'm sure uh, many people feel that way, too. But like I said, born and raised Baton Rouge. Um, got a career started in IT. I uh, went to school for technology, uh, server administration, networking, things like that. And did it for uh, well over a decade. Um, got a contract job. Uh, out in Jacksonville, Florida, and spent about four years uh, out there. And uh, while I was out there, you know, my father owns an insurance agency here in uh, in Baton Rouge, a Guffey Insurance Agency. And uh, you know, we got to talking and said, "What do you think about running the, the family business one day?" And so I decided I'd take a career change and come back home and learn how to sell insurance. And that happened around 2008, and uh, haven't stopped doing that. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've been into cigars, premium cigars, for a long time. I think walked into my first shop when I could when I was 18. Uh, really, you know, was enjoyed the, the humidor and learning about different tobaccos, and uh, never stopped with that interest. Um for the rest of, you know, this, this time. And uh, pipes, you know, I, I never had any pipe smokers in my family. A lot of people, uh, you know, reference their grandfather. I did see one of my grandfather's pipes uh, when I was very little, and I'll never forget the moment. For some reason, you know, seeing that pipe, it stuck with me forever. I never saw him smoke it at that time in his life, um, but I never forgot the pipe. And it, it always stuck with me. And many years later, uh, I saw a friend of mine uh, uh, smoking a pipe. And that's probably the first person I, I've ever seen smoke a pipe, you know, in person. And, uh, and that piqued my interest, and I started talking to him about it. Uh, and I had known, you know, living here in Louisiana, I had known about Perique. Uh, yeah. And uh, I'd smoked it in a cigar before and uh, found it interesting. But, um, you know, speaking with him about that, and it stuck in my mind some more. Well, fast fast forward uh, to a year and a half ago, a little more than a year and a half ago, and, um, you know, I don't know what, what happened. I guess a couple of things. For one, the cigar market, 
like anything, is, is changing. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the pandemic's hurt a lot of industries, but I think the pandemic has probably helped the premium cigar market. I think their sales are, are way up. Um, yeah. And uh, hopefully, I believe it's the same for pipe tobacco. But, uh, uh, you know, smoking cigars for this amount of time, I got to the point where, um, and I don't want to sound like a cigar snob, but only the the real, the super premium cigars really were the only thing at this point that really piqued my interest, that really hit that button mm-hmm. for me. And financially, I thought, man, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't buy these things without spending $250 a box or, 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 you know, a little less or a little more. And um, I started looking into pipes, and, uh, you know, the first couple of bowls, I realized then that that level of enjoyment that a, a super premium cigar gave me, I was finding that in you know, almost, you know, after I got through the learning curve, almost every bowl of pipe tobacco. And then when I realized that, uh, you know, I could get that same relaxation and, and it was just, it was off to the races for me at that point. <laughs> when you realize that the bowl full of pipe tobacco might only cost you 50 cents or, you know, or a quarter compared to $10 for a comparable cigar, I was like, aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was amazed. Now, just so that we know, Baton Rouge is about an hour, is it kind of north of New Orleans? It is, yep. Yeah. An hour's drive north. So you're kind of like, the, I guess, the, the St. James Parish is north of New Orleans, and, and then you're north of that. Yep. So you can swing down there and check on the Perique for us anytime we, uh, anytime we wanted. Yeah, I, you know, I've never been uh, to where they... Uh, you know, where they grow it and whatnot, but um, I should plan a trip. Oh, yeah, and I could talk to you about music and food for hours, but we'll uh, we'll start off with your with your seven questions. Are you ready? Ready. So now that you have uh, survived the getting started smoking a pipe, was there an aha moment that got you, you know, past the I'm going to try this and into the, ooh, I like this? Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, so the Internet obviously changed everything. So when I started looking into pipes, first thing, like a lot of people do now, you look on the Internet, you look on YouTube, and, you know, thankfully it's just flooded with information, reviews and and whatnot. So I went and made my, my first purchase, smokingpipes.com, and ordered a Peterson and ordered all sorts of, tobaccos. I've ordered a bunch of different ounces in bulk. First, the first bowl I smoked was Haunted Bookshop, and I think Matches mm-hmm. on YouTube, uh, yeah. God Rest His Soul, yeah. probably had a lot to do with that, and uh, I know some listeners would probably say, oh man, the first bowl was Haunted Bookshop, And mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I found it very interesting. I found these flavors that I did not expect, and so I knew I had to investigate further, but I also knew that that wasn't I don't think, you know, at the time you're so new, you don't know what you like. I think I personally didn't. But I was looking for a full-body, full-flavored, uh, even more full in strength and uh, blend. And I think uh, the first moment that really clicked is C&D's 5 o'clock shadow. Um, crumble cake, it's easy to load. Uh, it burns really well. Uh, it has... You know, it had everything going for it, uh, for me anyway. With the dark fired Kentucky, it has some Perique in there. It's, it's a it's a really uh, full blend, and you know, I think it's a great crossover blend. It doesn't have cigar leaf in it, but I don't I don't think if a, a cigar smoker wants to investigate uh, pipe smoking, I, I don't think buying a cigar uh, blend is uh, might not be the best idea because you, yeah. you're looking for something different, and then that blend even though it, it didn't have any cigar characteristics, it had the fullness and full, just that did it. So it was, it gave you a similar experience as smoking a, a medium to full bodied cigar, but completely different flavors. Exactly. Yeah. So it, so it kind of hit your wheelhouse and then you're like, okay. So, and you, and you started off with some, you know, with a, 
with matches you you started off with a really good youtube channel and yeah got some good advice there absolutely all right let's go on to question number two uh what tobaccos did you try based on a recommendation that you did not like well you know like i said there's there's no there's no real pipe smokers uh besides that one buddy of mine that i met smoking a pipe at that time and we don't really get to see each other that much so there's not a, a pipe smoking community locally uh or any you know for somebody to personally recommend if i had to pick one um i would probably say uh just maybe offer some youtube recommendations if i could use that yeah. it was billy bud blonde and it, it surprised me because I like the ingredients and manufacturer as well. Uh, but that didn't do it for me. But, you know, I think uh, it came to me too dry, I think. And, and I associate a, a blend if it's too dry with harshness. Uh, and I do have some Bovida. I have a Bovida humidification pack mm-hmm. in that jar now. And I've been checking the moisture levels on it and... Uh, uh, I'm going to revisit it, but I, I would have to say that blend surprised me because I thought I would like it, and uh, it, it hasn't worked out yet, so I'm going to give it some humidification and uh, give it another go. And, and where you live, you could almost just put it out on the back porch for a month, and it'd, be, it'd come out wet and soggy just from the natural humidity. Uh, during the summer months, absolutely. It's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there, there's a reason why it's hot on the bayou. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll have more with Greg, so stay with us. We'll be back in a minute. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake Series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at CND as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show visiting with Greg Guffey. Greg, are you ready for your uh, third question? Uh, how has your preference in pipes changed over time? You know, bent, straight, large, small, smooth, rusticated, um, I don't know, Briar, Meersham? Well, um, I'm, you know, I favor straight pipes. Um, like I said, I haven't been at it very long, but uh, all my pipes are straight, um, except for one bent uh, uh, billiard that I actually won off of a, a giveaway at John Panzer's uh, YouTube channel, <laughs> Barclay Rex. Yeah. Um, nice. And um, But when I first started off, I, I was really drawn to heavy rustification. I've got a few OMS pipes. Um, I don't know. that To me, that was where I needed to start and what, what, what kind of drawn me in was the rustification. But it is changing, of course, to more smooth, um, you know, I can get lost in some of the bird's eye that I'm looking at online, and 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 uh, the smooth pipes are, are winning me over, but the sandblast are great as well. So I, I would have to say that um, I'm moving towards uh, uh, more smooth and and sandblast pipes from heavily rusticated. Now, do you do you smoke indoors or outdoors or both? Both. Um, I'm lucky enough to, you know, I've got a, um, I play music, so I have a rehearsal studio, and uh, it turns into my my smoking room uh, (laughs) after hours, so that's nice, especially during the 
summer months here, which kind of makes smoking outside pretty rough. Um, but, you know, on a nice day like we're having now, it, I mean, there's no reason to be inside for sure. So you can be, the music can be smoking and your pipe can be smoking too. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I don't mix the two, but uh, yeah, I'm not the bass player for the Blues Brothers. I believe it was their bass player that was uh, always smoking his pipe in the movie. But, yep, uh, Donald Duck Dunn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, not a bad bass player either. No. All right, uh, your next question is, uh, what was your Holy Grail pipe when you started smoking a pipe, and what is it now? You know, I I was really drawn to uh, the Meerschaum pipes, uh, you know, with the carving and just the history behind them. Uh, Meerschaum really caught my eye, and uh, so did uh, so did Morta. Um, and the the Dvorian Morta uh, carver out of Croatia mm-hmm. really has some spectacular uh, pipes, but you know I, that that sparked my interest immediately. And if I had to pick uh, a Holy Grail right now, I mean I would have to go for the home team and say Jay Mouton, uh, pipe maker out of Louisiana. I mean, what what I see him doing is. You know, he's putting a lot of precision, and, and I've got to get a, a Jason Mouton pipe. Whatever he's doing, you like it. Maybe he puts a, and maybe he puts a little uh, Tabasco sauce in there, too. <laughs> I wonder if he could age Briar in Tabasco sauce, and then that, that'd be interesting. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Your next question is: What are a few of your favorite guests from past episodes, and why? Well, unfortunately, since I, you know, we, we all know that I'm new to pipe smoking, mm-hmm. so I probably started. I probably found your show no more than a year ago, uh, and I have been going through the catalogs, of course, and enjoying every one of them. Um, but if I if I had to pick two. Um, I would say Mike McNeil and uh, Pierre Jensen. I mean, the reason I I love hearing those guys talk about uh, the tobacco industry, the buying back then or now, and the processing, how blends came to be. Uh, You know, Pierre was talking about how they stumbled upon, if I remember correctly, that forgotten uh, batch of Burley uh, in the back of a barn or whatnot, and that became uh, Old Dark Fire. You know, yeah. that, that stuff amazes me. I love hearing those stories. Uh, Mike talking about uh, sampling this uh, special batch of Virginias, the sugars from the Virginias on his lips. You know, I, I listen to this stuff. I, you know, I, I eat it up. I love hearing those guys. Um, so I'd have to say those two. Yeah, and between the two of them, they got about 80 years plus in the industry, so I'm sure there's, I mean, I still hear new stories from both of them occasionally, and yeah, I can, I can, I can go along with that with you. It's fascinating to me. Um, what is your favorite thing to do while smoking a pipe? Well, if I'm indoors, um... If I'm in the band room or if I'm in my garage, um, yeah, I draw. I have a good time in my garage. I've got a 1958 Buick Century in there, and I'll pull up a chair next to it. And if I'm inside, um, I'm usually watching uh, a YTPC YouTube video. There's so many uh, great content providers, uh, it, it, you know, especially during last year. Uh, when you couldn't be around folks, you know, obviously I do have, I do have a friend that I turned on to pipe smoking, a cigar loving friend. And thankfully he picked it up and saw immediately, um, the pleasures of this hobby. And, and, and we've been able to get together recently and that's what I would prefer to do. Obviously sit with a friend and, and have a bowl. But over the past 2020, when that's 
you know, we couldn't do those things. The YTPC really yeah. uh, was great entertainment. And um, when I'm outside on a beautiful day like this, you know, I don't want to look at a device or a screen. I want to, uh, you know, enjoy the outside. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to your show um, and, uh, and or occasionally music. Or just even listening to the birds going by. That's That works great, too. You don't get any gators up there, do you? Um, you know, uh, it, it's, uh, it's not out of the possibility. There's a buddy of mine, uh, too, actually worked at Personas Music. Uh, they, they make music equipment here in, in Baton Rouge, not far from my house, probably a 10, 15-minute drive, and, uh, when they built, if I if I remember correctly, they built their uh, company's building and uh, the dirt they used. You know, they made a man-made lake behind the behind their building, and they did spot a gator in that lake. I forgot the, there's a nearby body of water behind the woods, and forgive me, I, I forget which it is but they think the gator came from there and made it into their their lake outside work that they built uh one of the crazy guys named johnny (laughs) swam across that lake at the end of a company party one time which is nuts but big gators they usually leave you alone really (laughs) yeah let's see a crazy guy in baton rouge i can't imagine there might there might have been a little alcohol involved i'm sure <laughs> oh man, now you got me hungry and wanting good music. Um <laughs> All right, uh now your uh, your seventh question is you get to ask me a question. Anything you want to know? Well, Brian, I I I know you've been in the uh in the tobacco industry um and uh, many many positions in different companies and uh, I'd like to know how that that started for you, and uh, a second part, uh, you know, I'd like to know, or if you could give advice to someone like me, um, who has never worked in the industry. Besides a short stint, I did create a website back in the early 2000s called BrotherCigar.com. Me and my brother, and we we did sell cigars on the internet back when not too many people were doing it. Besides the big guys and. We did it on the side to see how, you know, what it would be like. And then I got the contract in Jacksonville and had to move and, and, and we had to shut it down. I couldn't uh, help administer it. But I'd, I'd like to ask you, uh, is there any advice or anything that you could tell someone like me who would like to be a part of that industry, who never has really been a part of it, but has a good proven track record in technology and sales, and and how i could possibly get my foot in the door and and work for some of these companies yeah so, so two part question yeah so i i got into it because i was one of the, i mean, i got into it because i liked smoking um and then i and then i ended up uh you know through through <laughs> probably what i thought at the time was detrimental to me but i I ended up being the cigar buyer for the MGM Grand in Las Vegas and ended up learning about cigars and smoking them while I was doing the buying for them and then went to work for a retailer and then Alfred Dunhill, I went to work for them and at the same time while that happened, uh, the guys from Hulk O'Roar, the importer in California, came, came in and met me and when we were moving back to California, they remembered me. Uh, so back in back in the old days, back before the interwebs and all that stuff, uh, the way you got into this business was you started out in retail and learned the retail side of it. Uh, you know, learned the product, learned the people, and then if you were, you know, if you were good and stood out, or if you were me and just you weren't good but you stood out. <laughs> um, you know you could move up the you could move up the ranks and that's pretty much what i did and i don't know there are times when i don't know why i survived so many mergers and transitions but i did because you know i guess people like me um but that's really the if you want a job in it you know in the pipe and tobacco world there's not a lot of on the road sales jobs anymore but there are some 
jobs based in you know with companies and they want people that are passionate about the product and they want people that usually have had some retail experience so that you can you know so that you have some selling experience um if if you want to get into the cigar business you pretty much have to move to florida because uh, all the all the cigar companies are based in florida really uh but there's more there's more road jobs on the cigar side of it than there is pipe wise too. So uh, if you want to start something up from scratch, you know, it's just uh, if, if you started it up as a hobby business and you know, just make it, just make sure you're passionate about it. Um, there's a handful of uh, part-time pipe restoration people that are also selling pipes that they buy dirty and they clean them up and sell them clean on their own websites uh, and then you go to a couple pipe shows a year and you just get your name known uh, not gonna get rich doing that i can tell you that much it's a lot of work for it it's got to be a passionate hobby business uh kind of like the kind of like the music business you know uh, yeah one percent make a whole bunch of money and the other 99 percent are out there doing it because they love it and if money comes along with that man that's great too that'd be uh, exactly right yeah uh, i don't know did that kind of answer your your two-parter yeah i appreciate it yeah so i mean that's where i would go with it uh you know i think what would be fun is if you wanted to start a youtube channel with uh you know music to smoke a pipe by uh <laughs> Well, they've already got plenty of great jazz artists, I think, that that, that uh, take that that number there. Yeah, but there's always room for more. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let, let's talk music for a minute. What kind of music do you... Uh, do you play, like, real jazz, or is it... Uh, are, are you more modern? No. Well, uh, I've been in bands since I was 14. Uh, I'm, I'm 43 now, and... Uh, I've, for the past 13 years, been playing in 1950s-style rockabilly bands or okay. traditional country bands. Um, you know, I, I love the 50s music um, and, and the, the, the real stuff, you know, not so much the oldies that everybody hears uh, on the radio or whatnot. But, uh, you know, it's, it's such a it's such an interesting era. There's... So, there was so much going on in the 50s and early 60s with rock and roll and rockabilly and uh, basically it's pure Americana you know it's every in my opinion just about every great genre of music mixed in into a, you could say a gumbo pot or whatnot you know there's <laughs> blues um, there's jazz uh, there's hillbilly there's country music and it's all put together in, in, in the form of rockabilly so I've played with a, a lot of bands. I played drums. Um, uh, I guess maybe some of the more notable uh, Hillbilly Hellcats. I did a month tour in uh, Belgium and the Netherlands playing drums for those guys, uh, which is probably some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Uh, people in the festivals are, are unbelievable in, in Belgium and the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, they really, you know, they, they demand good food, good drink, and good music as a part of their life. You know, they, they don't look at their cell phones when a band's playing, and they, they absorb it, and they, they have to have it all the time, uh, which is great if you're a musician. And um, I've played drums for country singer uh, Dennis Ledbetter, uh, Johnny Angel out of New Orleans, um, my current band that I've been with for 13 years and, and helped start uh, the Bedlamville Triflers, bit of a, a tongue twister there <laughs> um but other other bands as well project bands the conrad's i sung and played drums fourth or three-piece uh rockabilly group and we play car shows 50 style car shows and and just have a ball doing it and playing in new orleans is always a blast and um yeah hoping those days come back you know it it, it was rough to see everything come to a stop in 2020 and it was rough on everybody the whole world um but especially the musicians they were really you know they uh, a lot of those guys 
hang on by a thread and that they don't yeah. you know that doesn't stop them that they thread the needle all day long but then when it's when there's nothing left to thread and i really wondered what was was going to become of all this and uh but i think well everything's going to get back on the up and up uh, uh hopefully by the latter part of this year at least well i would love for you uh to send me some music recommendations for the show because man you got uh you got some experiences, so that'd be that'd be fun to to have your recommendations. But we will uh, wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Ready. What is your favorite pipe? Right now, I would have to say it's a uh, Altenay Meerschaum. is a very large uh, billiard, and um, it's huge, really, and it's just. Uh, it, it's it's a great smoker. It's uh, I would have to give it to the uh, A Meerschaum. Although I would like to see about getting the airflow opened up on it. Uh, it's a nine millimeter, and I would like to see about getting the airflow, uh, you know, the draft hole and the stem uh, looked at. Do you have any recommendations for that? Um, you you just want to get that thing flowing a little bit better. A little bit better, yeah. Have somebody take a look at it. I know there's some folks I've been searching on the internet that do that. So, like I said, if you have any recommendations, yep, Briarville Rick. Briarville who? Briarville Rick down in okay. uh, Florida. Just Google search Briarville Rick, and it'll, it'll show up. He'll he'll take care of you. Uh, Sounds good. Your next question is: What is your favorite tobacco? Well, you know, I haven't been at this, as you know, for a long time. Uh, but, and I'm, I'm constantly trying new blends. Um, you know, you look at the industry and what's going on since just since I started and picked up a pipe. We've lost uh, Carter Hall um, and and a few others. And so, you know, I. I'm afraid to pick favorites right now and, and try to get a, a, a fair stock in it because I want to get a, a, a broad view of, of it all, and it's it's immense. So I guess I would have to say what I've smoked the most of would be obviously a favorite, and that's probably going to be GLP's uh, jackknife plug. Probably okay. smoked the most of that, so I'd have to, I'd have to say that's it. Yeah, and you got a knife sharp enough to deal with that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's probably the same one you use to skin gators when they come drive walking down <laughs> your driveway. Uh, what is your favorite drink? Uh, I'd, I'd have to throw that in with, uh, with beer. I mean, especially if you go to Belgium, which is, my opinion, the land of real beer. I mean... <laughs> That they've got. I mean, the, the the beers that they make there are astonishing. It's it's what I would say. And you know, of, of course, a lot of other folks would disagree. The Germans or whatnot might have a problem with it. And <laughs> uh, but to me, Belgium to beer is say what Cuba is to cigars. I mean, it it's a region where they've just got it down. I mean, they have you know Trappist monks making this stuff, and they have been for hundreds of years. And to pair up a good Belgian beer with a, a, a vapor, you know, a Duval a beer with um, curly block or, or something like that. I mean, it's, it's heaven. Mm. All right. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Um, I would say music. And I'm going to guess you're, yeah, whatever you're playing. Uh, and then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory in your uh, in your short time? Um, you know, I, I would say it, uh, fairly recent when when um, you know limited gatherings. Uh, we you know started to get together a little bit this year, and uh, my buddy, who like I said before, I introduced to. To pipe smoking, uh, Justin, you know, we were just hanging out with him at a party one night, and he brought over, um, what did he bring? Some GLPs, um, Key Largo, mm -hmm. and you know, I brought a jar of uh, some CND Exhaustive Rooster, and 
swap the blends and and just sat out by the fire and and uh, you know when of course being with friends and socializing is great but at that moment i realized when you do it with a pipe in your hand it's it, it, the enjoyment is is very much elevated yeah so i'd have to i'd have to say that moment is there a, a website for the band that we can go to and look at um yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, we're just using social media okay. uh, at at the moment. We, uh, but uh, like I said, the Bedlamville Triflers. It's 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 like it's a long name. It's a tongue twister. We should have when we formed the band. My idea was to call it the Triflers, and then I found out that there was another group in the UK using that name. But we should have just stuck with it. Uh, they're a Beatles cover band, and we're not, and we're in two different countries, but. I thought the Bedlamville triflers should be witty. Bedlam, old world, old word for crazy, uh, insanity, of course, and ville, uh, a little French there for village, and Bedlamville, next word, triflers, uh, and another old word, trifle. I think most people know what that means. Um, but, yeah, we're on Facebook and the other, you know, Reverb Nation. And, uh, but if you Google the Bedlamville Triflers, or just punch it in Facebook, you'll find us. Uh, we did release a CD not too long ago called 70 Miles to New Orleans, and uh, yeah, I hope you like it. Greg Guffey, thank you very much for coming on and doing this, and I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to some of the music. Brian, thank you so much. Enjoy your show, and uh, thanks for what you do. You are very welcome, and we'll be back in just a minute. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste. And whether you know it or not, you've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe, just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes, and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this, and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite, or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking Pipes, in faithful service of the hobby. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. I gotta say, I I really enjoy these all these novice guys. I mean, just a just a bunch of interesting people in this hobby. And uh, Greg was kind enough to send me a couple of songs. Uh, and again, the band is these. This is his band. The band is Bedlamville. B E D L A M V I L L E. Triflers, T R I F L E R S. And uh, this one's called uh, 70 Miles to New Orleans. Miles, New Orleans. 
is uh, Greg himself playing drums there 70 miles to New Orleans exactly the diff the, the distance between uh, Baton Rouge and the city of New Orleans well let's see what's in the mail and remember if you have a comment or question you can email me directly brian at pipesmagazine.com or post it on the pipes magazine radio show page on pipes magazine it's free to register there uh, you can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, yeah, that's it. I, I really hate Twitter. I hate it with a passion. Uh, and since this show is way pre-recorded, there is no real mailbag to speak of. But I will say, uh, make sure and get yourself uh, ready for some pipe shows that are coming up. The uh, NASPC show, Columbus, Ohio, that is uh, August 12th, 13th, 14th, somewhere around there. Double check their website, naspc.org. I am uh, 95% sure that I will be there. And then I've heard rumors that uh, the Kansas City Pipe Club is looking at doing their show the middle of September. So you might want to reach out to them to find out the exact dates if we don't have it posted on Pipes Magazine. Uh, Richmond, the uh, Sutliff Core show is on. It is the first weekend in October, and I'm sure details are starting to come out now on that. So keep an eye out for that you can also go to the coreshow.org conclave of richmond pipe smokers they'll have all the information there first weekend in october as of now i uh, will not be there because we have a trip planned uh we're catching up on our uh, 30th anniversary trip that you know kind of got washed out a year ago so uh yeah i won't be there and then the uh, uh the other one that i do know of Pretty sure it's going to happen, and I am really looking forward to it, is the West Coast Pipe Show first weekend in November in Las Vegas at the Palace Station. And I uh, just want to mention, uh, you know, do plan on staying at the Palace Station. Palace Station is a perfectly fine hotel. Yes, it's off the Strip. It's not the, uh, you know, not the glitz and glamour of the Strip. 
but they do have a free shuttle to and from the airport. They have a free shuttle to the strip and there's a lot of really good late night camaraderie that goes on with the, uh, amongst the pipe smokers while you're there at the hotel. So do plan on staying at the palace station and you can book it right through the, uh, uh, I, I believe the club has, or the show has a, a discounted rate for the rooms and the food at the palace station is really good. I mean, especially the oyster bar. So plan on it, plan on seeing you there. Come see me there. Yeah. All right. And in just a moment, a, uh, a rant of some sort. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. going to take this rant time to reinforce to you the importance of why I think you should get to a pipe show. And I just listed out four pipe shows that are spread across the country. So you've got Richmond, Virginia on the East Coast. You've got Columbus, Ohio in the northern part of the Midwest, kind of, sort of, maybe. Kansas City in dead in the Midwest. I mean, that's you can't get more Midwest than Kansas City. It's so middle Midwest. It is middle, middle, middle Midwest. And then for the West Coast, you've got the Las Vegas West Coast Pipe Show. And everywhere on the West Coast is an hour and a half flight from Las Vegas. And in normal times, there's 800 flights a day from the West Coast to Las Vegas. So there's really no reason why. And let me remind you again how important it is to get to a pipe show, get a chance to see, touch, feel, and talk to people about thousands of pipes at a time. Talk to other pipe smokers about their tobaccos, maybe share samples of tobaccos. And then, you know, you try, you, you get a sample of something from somebody and you try it and or try a bowl of something and you know, it may save you uh, 15, 20 bucks on not having to buy that. Or it may, uh, you know, you may find your, you find, may find your new magic, uh, your new magic blend. And then at the same time, you get to make friends with people that maybe you've only met over forums or over groups, but you get to see them in person, talk to them, hang out with them. And in the case of several of these shows i mean we're talking all day long and into the evening stuff going on and it's just a great invaluable event and oftentimes there's freebies and uh you know stuff to do and then there's uh oftentimes drinking and hanging out at dinner so once again i can't emphasize enough get to a pipe show and especially in these times these pipe shows are going to need as many of us there as possible to really help and support them and we want everyone to be as you know, safe and healthy and as happy as possible. So there you go. All right. Uh, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. I want to thank Greg for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Tell me. Bum, 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 bum. Uh,
Yeah. <laughs> Everything that guy just says bullshit. Thank you.